0: Pastor. Hello. How are you, man? What's going on? Just hanging out. You doing you doing good today?
1: Yeah, doing good. Now. That's good.
0: You had a good day so far?
1: Yeah, been a been a pretty good Tuesday. That's so good. Just, any
0: any highlight of your day?
1: Just everything, man. I and
0: mean, for those of you at home listening or on your commute or in the gym wherever you find yourself listening to this, our pastor got a fresh new cut today. Looking looking dapper over there, man. Thank you, thank you. On the other side of the table because we also social distance. So, <laughs> man, uh, we jumped back into our sermon series through the book of Matthew. Um, and this next section that we're walking through is Kingdom Come. Um, you said it Sunday, we might be here for a little while. Uh, how many, how, just do you know off the top of your head how, how long this section might be, chapter-wise?
1: Um, I hadn't. 'Cause that's what you would think like, Oh, he probably has it all figured out and laid out. It's really kinda um I mean I know we'll we'll basically this will stop kind of right before the triumphal entry um of Jesus. And so So it's down there. Yeah. That's what you say. <laughs> yeah. So it'll it'll basically encompass kind of pretty much I mean most this will be the biggest chunk of Matthew will be this one. Um and so we'll walk through um and, and like we said Sunday, you know, some like this this week we covered three stories. You know, next week we're just going to cover a couple of verses, um, and so we'll, it, it'll be different every week. You know, some weeks we could take a whole chapter, and other times we're just going to take a verse or two. You know, just depending on kind of the thought, the what you know, the direction of each kind of different passages. Some will be teaching, some will be parables, some will be narrative stories. You know, all those kind of things. So it'll be kind of a, a mix of different type things. But
0: that's good, man. So I'll I know it. that another thing with with this section when we see Jesus doing his ministry. Um, you had kind of hit on it last week too in the podcast. Was we might run into some things that make us a little uncomfortable that we're going to end up talking about. Um, but one of the things that uh, I know that you you say it all the time from the from the pulpit is one of the things we pride ourselves in is we don't shy away from things. that bread and butter here at Freshman Nose we walk through passages, and so um, I feel like this Sunday was one of those passages that in itself probably wasn't hard to walk through but the thoughts and some of the questions that may have come out right. of it may have been difficult. Um, yeah, because
1: it's pretty straightforward, you know, when you walk through the, you know, I mean, yeah. Jesus miraculously he heals, the heals these people. You, yeah. know, you know, the he leper, the servant, the, the, mother-in-law, the mother-in-law, and then all the other people that came to the house, you know, later that evening. And so, you know, it's pretty straightforward. But then, uh, you know, I think out of that, can, some questions or, or, and, and maybe not, I just for me, I always ask questions. So out of, for me, there are, questions that I have coming out of it, you know, yeah. maybe other people have as well. And we kind of, you know, I guess touched on it.
0: Yeah. And one of the one of the questions that I think in some way I think we all could probably go back to is does Jesus always heal?
1: Right. Well, I think that's the question that um I think or well, I'll say this, here's what I think, the major question that we kind of wrestle with and is I see that Jesus does it here. You know, I mean, And we're about to read multiple, multiple stories of Jesus miraculously healing people. And actually, I think it's the book of John will actually tell us that there's actually so many stories that there's not enough books that could contain all the things that Jesus did. So, I mean, this is a very important, very... It's not like, well, healing, it's not really that big of a part of Jesus' ministry. Like, this was a very humongous part of Jesus' ministry. But I think where the question, the tension lies is, does he still do that today? And I think when we think through that, of also I think there's a tension of uh, maybe like I see this, I believe this, I read this, but maybe my experience is different than this, you know. And so I think there's questions that come up of like, well, that's awesome he healed the leper. I mean, that's, that's neat and that's awesome and that's great, but what about my parents? You know, I prayed too. I seem to have faith too, you know, or what about my, my child or my spouse or a friend or, you know, whatever. So I think that's where, I don't know about for other people, but for me that's kind of where the tension lies in this passage. It's kind of applying it, you know, of like, does Jesus still do this today? You know, that kind of thing. So.
0: So what, um, the answer to that, because, uh, I mean, you've been in ministry for a while. Um, I've been in ministry for a little while too. Um, That's a hard question sometimes of, why didn't Jesus heal in this situation? Why didn't he move in this one? Um,
1: and, and I think along that, along those lines, like, I, I, so here's what I think a lot of the question is: is I think the question we're asking is, uh, why didn't he heal the way that I, I wanted him to, or why, you know, why, or why he didn't he didn't do what I thought he should do, you know? Because, because, I, I, l- let me read this passage just just so that we're. And and I'll and look, we'll talk through several things. So I, I want us and, and let me say this before I read this passage, this out of Revelation. I want to preface this is just because there's tension, just because there's questions, and just because maybe we're like, well, I don't know if I've always seen this happen, does not mean. And I, I think the danger in this would be like, okay, well then I don't pray for healing, and, and I don't seek God because we see very clearly God is a God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so Jesus didn't all of a sudden change and where he doesn't care and have compassion for people that are suffering and hurting in the midst of disease and sickness. So so I think the danger would be because of questions, because of tension, then we don't therefore seek or pray or ask and, you know, seek and ask God to heal, you know, whether it's people within our church, people within our families, whatever it may be. But here is what Revelation says. This is Revelation 21, um, this is verse 4. And this is speaking of, you know, the the end of it. And he says this he will wipe every tear from their eyes, death will be no more, neither shall there be mourning or crying nor pain anymore more. For these former things have passed away. And so a lot of what you're getting a picture of in the gospels is he's peeling back saying, Hey, this is what my kingdom will look like and this is what my kingdom will be and so we, we understand this and I think and I understand this is and I don't want to say this to be a cop-out, but it's like to understand it's like sometimes when we talk about, he- like there is a perfect healing. And those who have faith in Christ, we know this, that no matter what what we walk through, nothing separates us from Christ. And we know that ultimately the God's design and for us being a part of his kingdom is that he will, like one day I will be in a perfect body. I won't have any sickness anymore. I will have no more disease. I will have no more pain. There will be no more sadness. Like that's that's what we have coming for this kingdom. So I think that's seeing that, understanding that, and so it's like, okay, well, that is God's design. That's God's kingdom and that's God's plan. So I think it's seeing, I think it's seeing that, and like, okay, that that is what. Because here here is the problem. I think some in some ways, and maybe you and I talked about this. Think about the leper. The leper end up dying. Yeah. You know, think about Lazarus. He's raised from the dead. He ended up dying. Peter's mother-in-law ended up dying. Um and so there's really like even though God healed in these instances which is wonderful that we see is that they still ended up dying. Probably maybe from sickness. We I mean we don't know that, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, and so I think there's this tension of that And I, I think I think a lot of the tension lies within us is he didn't do it the way I wanted him to do it. Um or maybe it's not the way I thought it should have happened and I would say all of us and here here's where the struggle lies is we're talking about people that we love, people that we don't want to go. Usually, when we're talking about these questions, it means they probably ended up dying from a sickness or a disease, cancer. What I mean, whatever it is. And I think there's this hard grieving process that we say, "Well, God, why? Why didn't you heal? Why didn't you? Why didn't you intervene?" I, 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 I had faith that you could do this, and yet they still died. And I think that's where, for a lot of people, that's there's this hard. It's hard, you know, because it's people we love and it's people we care about, and so when we see maybe a life cut short or whatever it may be, I think that's where a lot of the tension and questions arise. Yeah, you know, as believers, um,
0: what can we do? I mean, because just a, a quick a quick story: um, me and Kelly got married, and the week after we got married, we found out that Kelly's dad had cancer. Um, a few weeks later we found out it was very very advanced it was stage four um, and I think in that there's a lot of things that can happen um, when we find out stuff like that like a lot of questioning a lot of anger a lot of emotion on whatever side of the spectrum um, what can we do as believers in those moments when we find out news like that And and in the Kind of like what happened with with Kelly's dad. Kelly's dad passed away five months into our marriage. And uh, that was hard. Man, That was really hard. Um, So in the moment where we hear hear the news initially, and then moments, if it leads to it, unfortunately, if we lose that loved one as believers, what can we do? What practically can we do to remind ourselves that that even then this he's still good?
1: Yeah. Well I think one of the things is understanding somewhat and, and understand I'll just say this even when, when you're dealing with people that are grieving and, and hard, you know, uh one of the best things is ministry of presence, just being with people and, and loving on people, you because know, sometimes you don't want to hear certain things maybe when right when that happens. But I, I think it's understand this and I think he here's in and, and again, I, I don't want this to be a cop out, but I think it's understand this and, and um uh prophets say this, um, you know, that his ways not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts, just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so his thoughts and his ways higher than mine. And so a lot of times it's like we think we know what's best. Well, it would have been better if they would have lived. Mm-hmm. That's just us, I think, selfishly wanting that. And when I say selfish, I'm not saying that like that's a bad thing. I'm saying that our desire is that they would not pass, they would not leave. And so there's that, but there's also of like, I have such a finite understanding mm. of the big picture and the big plan of what God is doing. And and it's like, even in the midst of that, it's like, that doesn't make sense. I don't know why it happened. And I think it's coming to God and knowing like, hey, God can handle my questions. God can handle my whys. You know, because I mean, you even look at Paul, Second uh, Corinthians. I mean, Paul, there's a thorn in his flesh. There's a lot of speculation on what that thorn was. I tend to side with the people that think that it was some type of physical ailment that he had some people believe it was his persecutors or whatever but i would tend to think that it was some type of physical ailment and he was like i pleaded with the lord and the lord was like no i'm not taking it from you but then he makes a statement he says because when you're weak then you realize my strength and my Mm -hmm. grace is sufficient for you and so there's like hey there's a greater design in the midst of this um, that maybe it's even not about us, but it's about, well, it's, we know it's about God's glory, but we also know that it's about I mean, it's like would have Paul depended on God if that would have been removed? And so maybe him having that caused him to depend on God more and maybe experience God deep in a deeper way. And I would say all of us when you walk through difficult things, none of us would pray for it, but yet it causes you to press into God more and experience more of God and more of His care, His grace, His strength in the midst of our weakness and all those kind of things. And so I think that's that's what's difficult is like the what if, the why, but then us at the same time being like, well, but I don't. I'm asking these questions as someone who doesn't have infinite knowledge. Yeah. And I can't see everything, and I don't understand everything. And, and so it's just, it's, I don't know, it puts us in a hard place to ask God why when it's like we don't know. Yeah. You know, even though it's, it's fine to ask those questions, you know. Um, and I've had people, I, I've had a lot of people, you know, I had, I remember a student one time sat across from me and was like, Look, you're talking about praying all this kind of stuff. Well, I prayed that my dad wouldn't die and he died of cancer. Why? You know, you're talking about God's good. That didn't seem real good, you know? And so you're like, I, I get you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but a lot of times what we, it's like we want it on our terms and we, we define good based off of, well, that that didn't feel good, and so therefore it must not have been good, but not really understanding. Or, and I think this is dangerous for us too, is we somehow think because we follow Jesus, God owes us something. And and what I mean by that is like we talked about in our home group was like, well, just because I follow Jesus, we almost assume that means that my life will be easy, comfortable, and I'll be free from everything. And so then when something does happen, you're like, well, I chose to follow Jesus. Why am I suffering? Why? you know, um, God said that he would protect us and I got cancer. I got COVID. I got, you know, what whatever it is. And so, um, I don't know. I, I it's just, I think that that's what's difficult about this whole subject is that there's so many different things. And I was listening to a sermon a couple of weeks ago about this very thing, about a guy who believes that God, and just like I do, I believe God still heals today just like he did then. Um, but, it, I, I don't know, it's just it, – it gets hard, you know, because you're like, well, I did believe, and I don't know. It, it's just it, – that's one of the things I kept thinking about over and over again is there's just so many different because there's so much emotion tied to these questions. You know what I mean? It's not like we're just asking them, like, no, I just want to know. It's like usually if we're asking these questions, it's because it's I'm thinking of someone. I'm thinking of someone who's sick right now, or I'm thinking of someone who was sick and, and passed away. And so when we're asking these questions, we're we're asking them usually on behalf of someone or because we've experienced some type of loss and pain. And you're like, well, that's awesome for the leper. I'm I'm, I'm glad for him, but that wasn't my experience, you know. And just to realize, like, just because it wasn't my experience, doesn't mean that's God doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Just like I mean, you know, you and I talked same thing for you. You know, Trey passed away, but Kelly was miraculously yeah. healed. And so you have two instances and I would say even this you have probably the same people praying for both. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you have the same people praying for Kelly, you have the same people praying for, praying for Trey. What was the difference? I don't know. You know? And I think that's the thing with healing and all these things that there's a mystery there that you just I, and it sounds again like a cop out but it's like I I don't know. I mean, you, yeah. there's just mystery there, you know?
0: I think that that's the I think that's one of the hard things too is is coming to the point to say I I don't know. I wish I did know, but I I don't know. Um, and and man, being able to um, say that as a pastor too, I know just conversations you and I've had, just some of the conversations where that's kind of been the answer is, I don't know, man. Uh, and and some of these things, I mean, you, you see scripture, you see Jesus say the mysteries of the kingdom. There's some things that we aren't to know. Um, is that a is that a question that I, I think about sometimes? Is Why's Kelly, why was Kelly okay and why was Trey not? Things like, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think that the going back to the point of of God is sovereign. God is good. He is overall. Um, he is in control, and he he wills and he works in His ways. Uh, that's that was to to me. Someone who's walked through it. We've we've seen. I'm sure in both of our lives, people we love um, from whatever it was, a, a situation didn't play out the way that we wanted it to. Um, But I think the last thing we need to do in those times is to question God's character. And I think that that's something uh, sometimes it's hard. I think you see it in, in David, though. I think you see it in Job sometimes that they're like, What's, what's going on right now? Why is this happening? Yeah, because um, I
1: think like even Job, and Job's a good example, because Job, you know, let's say you're in the Proverbs and you're reading like, those who walk in righteousness, you know, you will have long life and all these things. Mm-hmm. And then Job's like, what in the world? Like, yeah, What I, happened to me? Like, <laughs> I, I am seeking to walk after you, but yet all these horrible things have happened to me, you know? And then, of course, then... God basically takes him to school and just says, well, you know, sit down, young man, and let me ask you a bunch of questions, questions that Job could not answer. And, again, trying to point to him. And I think it's just this realization. And, and I think a lot of it is this, too, and and this is hard. And when I say this, I hope everybody listening understands Like when I say this, but like I think a lot of it, too, is because I think we only think about here and now. Yeah. Um, we only think about on this earth. And really, when you think about it, really eternity is so much more than just what, what, what this kingdom is about is not just about this life. The kingdom does come here, and we do see glimpses of the kingdom coming on earth. But what we're awaiting is a perfect, complete kingdom that we get to be a part of for all eternity. That's the hope we have in Jesus. And so it's uh, and maybe a lot of it is like just remembering, hey, look, healing. Like, will you know someone who's following Jesus and someone who is saved and a follower of Jesus? Will they be healed? Yes, and yes. The answer is yes. They will be. It may not work out the way that we think it should, and that's what's hard. Could it be in this moment, immediately, a miraculous healing or miraculous recovery? Absolutely. Or could it be a complete healing, uh, because they get to go be with Jesus? But but the answer is still yes. Healing is guaranteed. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I think it's that just re- remembering just the perspective of heaven and remembering this perspective of like where we're going and like this life is such a small portion of what is to come. And I think that's why again so many times the writers will be like, "Don't lose heart. Like, don't." is bigger than just here, you yeah. know? Um,
0: that's actually one of the, as Kelly and I walked through everything, um, that's where we kind of were led, 2 Corinthians 4. Yeah. That's what Paul says, we don't lose heart, though this, our outer self is wasting away, our inward self is being renewed day by day. For this momentary light affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And man, like what a hope yeah. That is um, to know that that even though, like we're saying, like sometimes the way that I want these things to play out, they may not happen like that. But ultimately, like all of this light, momentary affliction, and and, and I think we see this in Paul too. Like he he sees people that he loved, probably because uh, I think sometimes we, rightfully so, we champion these guys. But Paul had parents that died. Yeah. Paul had loved ones that died. And so Paul, to be able to say this light momentary affliction is is producing us an eternal weight of glory. Man, like what a what a hope to look forward to. Uh, and, and like you're saying, to know that eternally, in the grand scheme of things, this might be hard, this might be difficult, but but in the grand scheme of, of what eternity will be, what are we looking towards?
1: Yeah, and I think that's why even maybe evangelism and like why we want people to know Jesus, because it's like yeah. no matter what you face, persecution trials tribulations sickness disease it doesn't have the final word yeah Uh, doesn't have the authority to do that and so because they're one who has authority over it and so that's why paul can make the statement like nothing can separate you from the love of jesus death can't even separate you and and so i think it's like going and like reminding ourselves of like even the midst of sickness and and like you know there are certain people that you see um walk through sickness and they walk so well through it and they're so hopeful in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Even even though they're in pain, even though they're hurting, and they're like, "If God chooses to heal me right now, I'm cool with that. If He doesn't, I'm cool with that too." Because the answer is yes. Just I don't know how and, what, and the timing and you know you I know. think you
0: see that too in the in the three Hebrew, Hebrew children in Shadrach Meshach and Abednego as they're being thrown to the fire and 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 the king is saying <laughs> saying all these things and and they say. Hey you know we know that he's able to deliver us from this, but even if he doesn't um and like what a what a what a place to be in um and to know that hey even if this goes south for me even this goes the the exact opposite way that i that I want it to I know he's good in this
1: yeah and and I, and also like I think another aspect maybe of of this is like when I walk through difficult things or you walk through difficult things like is and remember like it's not about us and mm-hmm. it's about um I want to read this it's out of you brought up Second Corinthians, so I thought of this. I thought of the one that you read, and then I thought of this one, this is at the beginning of Second Corinthians one. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of mercies, and God of all comforts, who comforts mm-hmm. us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the same comfort with we ourselves were comforted by God. So he says, Hey, look, in my affliction and my hurt, God comforted me so that I would then be able to help comfort other people that are walking through the same thing. And so it's like and we all know this like there's a if you're walking through something hard and somebody's like hey it's going to be okay. Th- that, that that's wonderful, but then if you have somebody that has walked through the exact same mm. thing. They can then speak into your life and say, "Hey, I know." Like I know what it's like. It sucks. You know, it's tough, it's hard, it's difficult. But yet, God was with me, and God's going to be with you. And then you're like, not that, not it's the same truth shared, but there's something different when someone who's walked through it shares, and that's similar to what he says. And then he says this later, and he says, uh, "For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction that we experienced in Asia, for we were utterly burdened beyond our strength, and we dis- we had despair for life itself." Again, showing why when we say, "Well, God won't give you more than you can handle," that's that's not true because Paul just said, "You, I was burdened beyond what yeah. I was capable of bearing." But he says, "Indeed, we felt though we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead." And He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that we might be deliver us again. And so he he like begins to like say like, "Hey, God," again because I was burdened beyond what I was able to bear, it pushed me into relying not on myself, but on God. And so, you know, I think all of these things are are hard, and obviously, if you're listening, there's other questions you have, you know, you can feel free to reach out to us, and we can talk through, yeah. talk through those questions. But I think that's the um, just, these are nuanced questions, but, you know, I, I think the thing that we always have to have is balance. You can't be like, well, I didn't experience healing, so therefore I'm not going to pray for it, because I think that wouldn't I don't think that's wise or smart, you know, and we see that, uh, the prayer prayer for, for healing. We we, we do those that. that read that in James. And so I you know, I think we do we can and we should pray for healing, uh, for people that are hurting and are suffering, um, but also knowing that the answer is always yes for those in Christ, but we just don't know how that will shape out and However, it does shape out, you know, knowing that, God, you have a will and a plan, and maybe we don't see it even though it doesn't make sense, it hurts, or we don't understand it, you know.
0: Absolutely. Man, that's a, that's a hard question to answer. Um, yeah,
1: and we I don't know if we answered it, but, you know, <laughs> we, we answered one question with more questions. But, you know, I think that's one of the things that I think we always want to do here. Um, I know we've said it before, we always want to run to the tension. Uh, we don't want to shy away from the tension because I think here's the difficult part is when when there's tension in the text or tension that we find with questions is sometimes we got to be careful of false teaching mm-hmm. because we can begin to run to things to make ourselves feel better even though it may not be scripturally right. right. And so I think that's where I, you know, there's a balance. There's always we want to run to this tension of what we see, of who God and who Jesus is and his ability, and not only his ability, but what he can and what he does do, um, but also... Knowing and taking all of scripture of knowing that God is all sovereign, He works out His will, and ultimately, God's ultimate will and His plan is for His people is healing, yeah, ultimate healing. And we know that we will experience that, um, whether that's on this earth or what is to come, yeah. So, well,
0: man, for our uh, last question, a little comedic relief, a little pick me up, um. The Know Your Pastor portion of our podcast. Pastor, if you were a bird, what bird would you be? An eagle. That was fast. What's your justification for that?
1: Uh, Eagles are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'd want to be an eagle. Well. I think they're awesome. Not a peacock? Think you'd be a peacock? Definitely not. Yeah, I, I'd oh, want to be an eagle, man. You got against
0: peacocks, man. <laughs> well, I mean they're
1: Did you all you get right. chased by one of the zoo or something? Nah, or they're all right. Quick but to say I mean you just like, man, I mean if, when you think about like just a stud bird, like you're like, man, an eagle. You know, or a falcon. I'd be yeah, a falcon I was, too. I, but the
0: but the original question was what bird would you be? Not where would you not bird what not what bird would you want to be, what bird would you be? Do you think falcon or eagle? I think I could see falcon.
1: Yeah, I like falcon. I'm saying if I I'd want to be an you eagle. You'd want to be an eagle, but yeah. I think you're more like why, a why couldn't I be an eagle? I
0: don't know, man. Eagles Ooh. eagles are a rare breed, dude. That's true. I mean you're a rare breed too, I get that, but like
1: Yeah. A Falcon. its some, some type of like a a cool bird is <laughs> what I'd want to be. You know, like just like any oh, you, you know. don't be
0: like a red chested Robin or anything?
1: Nah. <laughs> Come on, man. Nah.
0: People love those.
1: Yeah. Bird no, watchers. That's true. That's see? A cardinal? A cardinal? Cardinal's neat.
0: <laughs> yeah that was if you don't know our pastor that's his way of being like no nah, i don't like it <laughs> that's, that's neat that's real weird that's neat that's uh, <laughs> well good to know you'd be a falcon or something cool well man um i'm excited to continue walking through um the book of matthew i think as a church i think it's uh we're glad to be back in it and um thank you for sitting down and Talking through something that's difficult, I think a question that we all at some point either have or currently have. And so, uh, man, thanks for sitting down and taking some time. And thank you for listening to another episode of
1: Tuesday Take.